Hare Krishna, today we are so fortunate to have His Grace Ram Girdhari Prabhu from India and Prabhuji will enlighten us on the topic 5.2.11. So Prabhuji, please take over the call now. You are uh, uh, giving class from Mumbai right now, Prabhuji? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Please take over the call. Hare Krishna, Dandavats everyone, all Vashishla Prabhupada. It is uh, as always a pleasure to be in the uh, Assembly of Devotees to discuss Srimad Bhagavatam and um, especially when we um, when we churn a particular verse from Srimad Bhagavatam it is uh, so wonderful that so many instructions for us we get. So all glories to you all who are regularly doing this service and uh, thanks to them who are engaging me in this also regularly. I'll read the shloka translation and purport. Then we can uh, uh, get going in churning this particular context. This is from 5th Canto, 2nd chapter, text number 11. The chapter title the activities of Maharaja Agnidha. Text number 11. Kim Sambrutam Ruchara Yor Vijashangasyate Madhye Krisho Vahasi Yatra Drishi Shitami Pankorunasurabiratma Vishana Idrig Yenashramam Subagame Surabikarashi Translation purported by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedam Samshla Prabhupada Shla Prabhupada Kijai Translation Agnidra then praised Purvachiti's raised breasts. He said, My dear Brahmana, your waist is very thin, yet with great difficulty you are carefully carrying two horns to which my eyes have become attracted. What is filling those two beautiful horns? You seem to have spread fragrant red powder upon them, powder that is like the rising morning sun. Oh, oh most fortunate one, I beg to inquire where you have gotten this fragrant powder that is perfuming my ashrama, my place of residence. Purport. Agnidra appreciated Purvachiti's raised breasts. After seeing the girl's breasts, he became almost mad. Nevertheless, he could not recognize whether Purvachiti was a boy or a girl. For as a result of his austerity, he saw no distinction between the two. He therefore addressed her with the word Dvija, O Brahmana. Yet, why should a Dvija, a Brahmana boy, have a horns on his chest? Because the boy's waist was thin, Agnidra thought he was carrying the horns with great difficulty. And therefore, they must be filled with something very valuable. Otherwise, why would he carry them? When a woman's waist is thin and her breasts are full, she looks very attractive. 
Agnidra, his eyes attracted, contemplated the heavy breasts on the girl's thin body and imagined how her back must sustain them. Agnidra imagined that her raised breasts were two horns she had covered with cloth so that others would not see the valuables within it within them agnidra however was very anxious to see them therefore he requested please uncover them so that i can see what you are carrying rest assured i shall not take it away if you feel an inconvenience in removing the covering i can help you i myself can uncover them to see what valuable things those raised horns contain he was also surprised to see the red dust of perfumed kumkuma spread over her breast nevertheless still considering purvachiti a boy agnidra addressed her as shubaga most fortunate muni the mo- the boy must have been fortunate otherwise how simply by standing there could he perfume agnidra's entire ashrama Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yenam Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shreemate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi पाश्चात्यादेशतारिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्यां प्रभूनित्यानंदा श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासदी गौरवभक्तवृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम राम हरे हरे किं संभृतामृचरोजृंगयास्ते मध्ये कृशो वहसी यृशीशिता मे अंकोरुणशुरबिरात्मीशानीदृक्नाश्रम सुभगमे सुरभिकरसी आग्निद्र देन प्रेस्ड पूर्वचितीस raised breasts he said my dear brahmana your waist is very thin yet with great difficulty you are carefully carrying two horns to which my eyes have become attracted what is filling those two beautiful horns you seem to have spread fragrant red powder upon them powder that is like that of the rising morning sun oh most most fortunate one i beg to inquire where you have gotten this fragrant powder that is perfuming my ashrama my place of residence so, so interesting um sometimes when you read such verses you may uh, simply wonder what class to give 
when I read this, uh, um, I was meditating on how Srimad Bhagavatam speaks about all those subject matters which have got direct influence to our lifestyle. In Purusharthas, there are several Purusharthas, five Purusharthas. Purushartha meaning those which are defining, those which are part of a human sustenance or existence. If a person is a sane guy or if somebody wants to lead a righteous life, then he should have certain aims and directions based on which his existence will be there. So these Purusharthas, Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha and Bhakti, all five of them are important ingredient in his entire journey. Srimad Bhagavatam is such a literature where each of these items are spoken about in different contexts, spoken about in a manner by which how do we achieve them, how do we handle them and how do they influence us in our lives. So when Dharma is spoken, Srimad Bhagavatam talks about what are the four pillars of Dharma, how Dharma is in a very pathetic state in the age of Kali, how Kali destroys each and every pillar of Dharma and how only the process of the chanting of the holy name of the Lord helps in someone practicing Dharma, established Dharma, etc. When it comes to Artha, financial development, there are several contexts in Srimad Bhagavatam in which economic developmental agenda are spoken about. Narada Muni is instructing to Maharaja Yudhishthira in 7th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam as well as in the 9th canto, not 9th or maybe some other canto, I don't exactly remember, but uh, he is talking about the duties of mankind and in that, who is a grahastha, what are all his responsibilities. And even in Dhruva Maharaj's context in one place, it's very nicely explained how Krishna blessed Dhruva Maharaj for maintaining the aspect of uh, um, Artha as well as Dharma simultaneously, where he said, I bless you so that you can still enjoy this material world as you wished as well as you can finish enjoying and then go, come back to me in my spiritual abode. Prabhupada writes, or at least I am paraphrasing, that not everyone was given these blessings. That one can enjoy all the 
so called sense gratificatory enjoyment in this material world and still can go back home back to godhead at the end of his life such a privilege is given only to very 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 rare souls in fact that we all wish the same like while whilst i am alive let me be allowed to enjoy you know fully freely you know happy go lucky and at the end of my life i've been given a privilege to go back home back to godhead you know but that that facility is not available to everyone so technically speaking shrimad bhagavatam is also talking about artha and when it comes to kama you see in several context and this is one context right from the shloka translation purport i am not sure if you know we can read this with some kids around in in that sense of course nowadays sexual educations are you know very uh, uh, prominent and uh, encouraged but how do you how do you explain this context this descriptions bodily features of a woman how they are attractive how somebody's mindset is there uh because karma is part of humanity and human existence unfortunately what happens is when karma alone prevails without dharma without the goal of moksha without the principle of bhakti then that karma along with artha will bind us krishna in bhagavad gita explains that he is the person who is facilitating even this karma and even says when karma is properly regulated and directed it is actually devotion bhakti vinod thakur says that a person a grahastha when he learns or know to regulate his sensu- sexual sensual activities he is given a privilege to be called as grahastha brahmachari so technically speaking shrimad bhagavatam bhagavad gita and vedic literature do have recommendations descriptions about kama so this entire chapter second chapter of fifth canto where we are discussing about the activities of agnidra where this um, his getting attracted to purvachitti and how he is begetting nine sons from her then actually this purvachitti was sent by lord brahma because of the uh, extended meditation by agnidra so he is uh, um completely uh, he was he was absorbed in his meditation and when he finally saw this beautiful apsara i mean he couldn't you know handle himself we'll come to that in a bit so the point i was trying to say is that shrimad bhagavatam has got description about kama and how kama is handled in our existence and 
Fourth is Moksha, liberation, salvation. How we should get rid of this entire vicious circle of birth, death, old age, disease? You have umpteen number of places the description about salvation is described. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu added the Panchama Purushartha, which is Bhakti. So in that context, In that context, Srila Prabhupada is, uh, you know, explaining in places where how this Panchama Purushartha Bhakti is an important ingredient for getting rid of the cycle of birth and death. So now, as an introduction to this current context, Srimad Bhagavatam is an Amala Puran. If it is holistically seen, this particular verse actually gives us some education. If it is not holistically seen, if it is read by some unscrupulous men, if it is read by or you know dealt by somebody who is uh, grossly you know involved, they will only see this as some sort of an obscenity or some sort of a, a vulgar or a, you know describing a feature of a woman as if somebody is flirting there. Why is this a flirt of um, Agnidra? But the descriptions of this flirt in this context, in this Amala Puran, has got a reason. So we will try to throw some light into this current context. So I just want to set the context so that we know how do we even handle such verses. So, number first reflection. With this introduction, I want to go into some set of three, four reflections so that we can, you know, give some wholesome picture to this current context and take home some learning. Number one, Srila Prabhupada writes in one particular place in Srimad Bhagavatam, in fifth canto itself, when one is captured by sexual attraction, he becomes implicated in so many ways and cannot understand the real aim of life. This is from Srimad Bhagavatam, 5th Canto, chapter 13, text number 19. It's a conversation between Rahuguna and Jadabharata. Jadabharata is telling to Rahuguna that if the conditioned soul somehow or other gets out of his dangerous position or difficult position or his challenge zone, he again returns to his home to enjoy sex life for that is the way of attachment. Thus, under the spell of the Lord's material energy, he continues to loiter in the forest of material existence. He does not discover his real interest even at the point of death. So, my first reflection is about the sexuality, sexual attraction in our life, how one should handle and what it has importance in our human existence. So, Grahastashrama 
is a natural ashram where some regulated sect life is approved and allowed. Let us understand where does this desire even come from? In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explains there is nothing in this material world that is belonging to the material world alone but not there in the spiritual world. In 13th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explains the inverted banyan tree example. He says, whatever we are seeing in this material world has got its source in Krishna, in the spiritual abode, and what we are seeing here is only a reflection. Which means that there is some sort of love that is being spoken about this material world is nothing but lust but the real love is in the spiritual realm so what was love in the spiritual realm is a lust over here what is greed amongst or a transcendental greed amongst devotees to serve Krishna, glorify Krishna, be with Krishna is perverted into this material world in the gross greed and what is transcendental anger in the spiritual world is perverted into this material world into a gross anger. So like that, everything that we are experiencing in this material world is coming from the spiritual abode. So even the Kama Vasana, the lust, is also because Krishna is naturally attracted towards his conjugal lovers whilst that relationship is absolutely transcendental because of the perverted nature in this material world also we have a perverted version of that love in the form of a lust so karma is existing not on its own separately in this material world it is coming in some direction from the spiritual world only so that way this is part of a you know uh, human existence because it is coming from the Supreme Lord. Number two point with respect to the first reflection is when we are in the Varnashrama Dharma it is by the nature's arrangement it is kept in such a manner that we will go through some sort of a Parinam transformation from one stage to another stage to another stage to another stage so from that standpoint, the stage of adulthood needs sensual, sexual attraction for increasing the progeny. We are not Supreme Lord where Angani, Asya, Sakala, Indriya, Vritti, Manti, we cannot produce anybody like Krishna. So we have to have some sort of a methodology. So the nature has given us an arrangement where I am at a particular age in my life getting attracted to a particular, you know, sex and eventually try to um, uh, try to regulate them and increase the progeny. So, Kama is part of our social ecosystem so that the society is uh, having an arrangement for the soul to transmigrate. This Kama is not only existent only in human form, is also available in the animal forms also. It's a natural process. The third point in the first reflection is, is about 
in the journey of krishna consciousness kama is allowed and classified as a devotional service if the propensity of sexual attraction is directed towards krishna consciousness goal which means i will have sex with my partner to produce some you know uh, offsprings 1 2 3 whatever according to one's desire in a manner by which the offspring can be engaged in the lord's service bhakti vinod thakur in one place writes that if i can manage to convert or educate my child to be a devotee of the lord i wouldn't mind to beget 100 children also incidentally bhakti vinod thakur had eight children not all of them became vaishnavas incidentally advaita acharya had few sons not all of them became you know vaishnavas incidentally prabhupada had children not all of them became vaishnavas so the message here is kama when it is directed when it is regulated when it is in the framework of increasing the progeny and eventually engaging them in the divine service then that kama is considered as devotional service that's the third point of the first reflection and the last point of the first reflection is hence that in krishna consciousness we need to get educated how this kama has to be handled in a manner by which we maintain the mode of goodness even in the act of a passion sexual act is considered as a passionate one without passion without arousal without excited you cannot get into the act of sexuality a person sukadev goswami when he was born one of the description of given to sukadev goswami was he was so saintly he was so much you know in is transcendently situated he walked naked he saw naked girls in front of him and neither he got excited agitated aroused by looking at those naked girls nor he was seductive nor he was you know uh, in a manner um, influenced agitatedly to those girls so what i am saying is that this entire uh, physical beauty structure of a boy or a girl the way girl is attracted to a boy a boy is attracted to a girl as well in this entire description this is not the only place in ramayan we have such a description in uh, you know 10th canto of shrimad bhagavatam when describing about gopis beauties such descriptions are there in fact in ramayan there are wonderful description that explains about uh, how mother sita used to look like shrimati radharani's descriptions are described like that but the intent of all this description is to you know eventually eventually establish that we are not just some vastus we are not just a thing we are not nirakar the supreme lord is supreme lord and his creation or personal so my uh to conclude my first reflection i want to say that the signs of 
sexuality or sex sex or sexual attraction in the context of krishna consciousness is a science only when they are seen holistically if holistically not seen if they are not understood from a bigger picture then we have a major uh, uh, confusion about understanding what spirituality is all about so from that perspective kama in our personal life is to be taken up you know very spiritual understanding otherwise what i just read from 513 19 is that they cannot understand the real aim of life the second reflection is now having a, having established that kama sexuality is to be holistically looked at let's look at from a implementation standpoint what do i do next so there are two types of people that we see one type of person is those who use their intelligence mind senses for sensual pleasure which means i will use my money i will use my power i will use my position i will use my strategy i will use every resources that i have for my sensual pleasure nowadays if you see the kind of products that the sexuality market is having got technology products technology solutions technology interface the dating website apps toys cosmetics dress uh, entertainment industry tourism industry place of visit several details are available only for sexuality and sensuality so one type of person is one who uses intelligence money health wealth all the prosperity for sensual living there is a second category of people who utilize their senses mind intelligence and all the resources to be intelligently living i will explain the second part where i want to be leading my life intelligently i want to lead my life in a very responsible manner i want to be a visionary missionary or somebody who is righteous and for that process i will utilize all my resources my mind my senses my support system in the first place in the first category i utilized my intelligence for my senses in the second category i engaged my senses for the intelligence so in the process of krishna consciousness we need to understand that if anyone uses their intelligence for senses he is stupid and anyone learns to engage their senses for being an intelligent person he is a bhakta krishikena krishikesa sevanam bhakti ruchyate krishika matlab senses krishikena krishikesa sevanam bhakti ruchyate is something where i try to doubtile my senses 
for serving the supreme lord senses if i am not doing this what i eventually land up to doing i will be using my intelligence for my sensual pleasure i will give another easier example to explain my point it is like i want to lead a happy life and hence money is a need for me another perspective is i want uh, i want to earn money for which i will utilize all my energy time in sense and even ready to sacrifice my so called comfort if money is the focus and every every other resource and energy is doubtful towards that we see everything in connection to money but if money is a component is only a part of life not the focus of life then we have other components we have health we have peace we have relationships we have goals we have devotion we have religiosity we have scientific we have education so several components will come where money is not the focus so i was you know teaching to a group of children the other day so we were discussing about how the current education system is they are yearning to earn but the real krishna consciousness is i yearn to learn learn and earn earn and return in a typical context the current civilization is driven towards i yearn to earn by hook or crook i just want to earn money so i yearn for that and everybody every conversation is associated with the dollar amount and everybody is motivated oriented towards thinking ki mujhe kya milega what do i get what profit i will get and everyone is starting to think to you know think in a direction where so that you know will i get profit will i be profitable will i be successful will i be you know you know whatever so then everything is centered around money a marriage relationship is centered around money parental parental relationships are centered around money between friends is all money and if everything is associated with dollar amount only or as a main focal point then we will definitely try to uh, uh, mess up our own life with that mindset but if somebody says that money is just a part of my life or a component in my life there are other components to the life then it is understandable so my second reflection hence is one need to learn to utilize his senses his mind his resources for associating helping to become intelligent and what is intelligent intelligent is that person who wish to dovetail his life human form of life for getting rid of the cycle of birth and death dure nahi avaram karma buddhi yoga dhananjaya second chapter of bhagavad gita krishna says dure nahi avaram karma be aside from stay away from avaram unwanted activities by 
utilizing your intelligence so my second reflection is hence in a journey of krishna consciousness in the process of krishna consciousness we need to learn to somewhere or other doubtile our senses our mind our resources to become intelligent rather than doubtile our intelligence to serve our senses we should learn to become goswami not godasa we should learn to befriend our mind not be his worst enemy by not able to control him so this is the second reflection in this current context the third reflection is about little details from this current scenario where what happens when we are not regulated and not controlled in our activities shila prabhupad writes that if a person who is engrossed who is implicated who is captured by sexual attraction balastavat krida shaktah tarunastavat taruni shaktah vriddastavat chinta shaktah parame brahme kahopi shaktah bhajagovindam bhajagovindam govindam bhajamudamate samprapte sannihite kale nahi nahi rakshati dukrinjarane so balastavat krida shaktah the childhood days have gone in playing with toys tarunastavat taruni shaktah when i am an adult youth my time is gone in getting attracted to the opposite sex vriddastavat chinta shaktah in my old age i am constantly thinking about who will take care of me or where am i going to you know live parame brahme kahopi shaktah when will you have time for self realization dear hence bhajagovindam bhajagovindam govindam bhajamudamate mudamate means oh foolish mind please chant the holy name of govinda please chant the holy name of the lord kyunki because samprapte sannihite kale nahi nahi rakshati dukrinj harane in this entire materialistic world dukrinj is one word shankaracharya is using to describe about all the evil effects of this material world se samprapte sannihite kale nahi nahi rakshati dukrinj harane nothing else will save us from the evil effects of this material world hence please chant the holy name of the lord the reflection here is when we are engrossed in the thought action and association connected with sensuality or sexuality we are completely lost our intelligence is completely lost what happens a person in general in this material world works very hard to earn money in the sense i am ready to sacrifice my comfort i may get up early in the morning come late in the night work 50 hours 60 hours sometimes 70 hours sometimes even 80 hours to put in efforts to earn money sometimes we see there are people who have ugra karma they slog like anything prabhupad uses the word you know this slog like an ass for making you know 
hard-earned money. So I am ready to compromise, sacrifice all my hard-earned money when it comes to sexuality or sensuality. I had toiled a lot to earn this money, but in no time I will be okay to spend this money if it is for my sexual, sensual pleasure. We see several historical episodes, several things. Typically, if you come to, uh, you know, big cities like, you know, Mumbai or uh, Las Vegas or, you know, whatever that sensual city's names are. So, people go to nightclubs and bars and parties and they literally throw away, literally, you know, spend money as if, you know, that is the last day of their existence, they want to finish up what all they have. They used to spend, throw money at people. On one side, you worked hard to make your money, but you are ready to compromise, sacrifice that money for sexuality. And interesting part is, I am ready to compromise the sexuality as well as my, you know, attachment to money if I am offered a very powerful position. Puja, Labha, Pratishtaha. The point is, I sacrifice my comfort to make money. I sacrifice money to enjoy sex. I sacrifice my comfort, money and sex to become a politician or a powerful person. Knowing that when I achieve that stage, I can redeem all those three things back. But that propensity is strongly condemned by Srimad Bhagavatam. So when Agnivra, when he was performing a tapasya, what had happened was, he was performing tapasya because he was instructed by Priyavrata to spread or, you know, grow the... Uh, when Maharaj Priyavrata went, went off for spiritual realization, so he told his son to rule the entire Jambudvipa. So according to Priyavrata's instructions, Agnidra maintained all the inhabitants of Jambudvipa as his father would have taken care. So naturally when you are dealing with people, money, power, position, women, resources, you have also a natural attraction saying that, what if I will also have a son? So, because of some cultured uh, thinking, he, he thought that I will definitely perform some austerity and prepare myself for begetting a son. So, I want to conclude my third reflection by saying that one's intention to have sexual life, sensual life should be very vigilantly monitored and if they are not monitored, it may apparently appear that we are doing a sacrifice, it may apparently appear that we are trying to plunge into things which are very, very, you know, uh, uh, deep and I have done, like for example, many parents or me, uh, husband or wife, who would think that I am, 
I have done so much of work for my family with with no recognition. I compromised this. I I gave up this. I gave up that. But finally, nobody respected me. Nobody valued me. So what happens is that when one one is thinking only sensually, sexually, and only externally, then uh, he will not get necessary satisfaction, even after uh, you know his so-called sacrifice. The more he go up in his sensuality, sexuality, he will have to only come back, fall down at some point in time, because this is not sashwat. This is not permanent. So my third reflection hence is the the. so-called austerity the so-called endeavor the so-called tapasya the so-called uh, parishrama one goes through for you know going up in the ladder may sound sympathetic but they are all you know classification of some sort of a stupidity according to shla prabhupada so hence we need to be very very careful not to do donkey labor not to do you know crocodile tears not to do markat vairagya because all these three may sound interesting from an you know external standpoint but all three of them are useless donkey labor no use because the donkey would have otherwise got his own grass even if he had gazed elsewhere crocodile tears just crying and weeping to the lord for your own sense gratification the lord will laugh at you so do all the other intelligent men so let us not shed crocodile tears to the lord and asking for increased sense gratification and monkey like renunciation markat vairagya today i renounce something tomorrow i want that something today i am you know trying to be very you know strongly uh, influenced by uh, righteousness tomorrow i am interested only by my sensuality such a thought process is not going to help so hence i would like to conclude my third reflection by saying in the science of krishna consciousness we all need to have some sort of a you know gauge some sort of a governance some sort of a oversee to ensure that we are on the right track and my last reflection the fourth reflection is about in the aspect of uh, sensuality or a sexuality here agnidra according to his father's advice he is trying to take care of the entire citizen and he did not try to you know enjoy any women or anybody coming their way he chose to go through the process of austerity and purification that is why he chose to perform some austerity one of the reason why vedic civilization was very very uh, you know successful for people had a happy living was they were basing all their activities on some sort of a righteous approach not that dekha socha bina samjhe kar diya which means i saw i wanted to enjoy i didn't want to analyze i just went ahead and enjoyed this is animalistic propensity a male dog sees a female dog he does not discriminate whether the female dog is his mother daughter sister or anything it will just go and enjoy and have sex so vedic civilization never wanted us to be like that of an animal so we see how agnidra chose to enter a cave of mandra mountain to practice austerity and he performed austerity he performed sincere austerity 
and that austerity eventually attracted or appreciated by lord brahma he got this purva chitti and if you try to map this to the current context even for us to enjoy sense gratification the vedic civilization is giving us some process there is a concept called garbhadana samskara there is a concept of samskara where one has to go through some purificatory austerity in their existence in their life so that when they are getting into the act the act is by itself not going to entangle them rather it is going to facilitate for further more spirituality in life so my fourth reflection hence is for us to be a righteous uh, practitioner in engaging in kama we need to know what is it all about the righteousness of uh, uh, garbhadana samskar or whatever that sort of a regulatory rights to perform uh, sexuality there is a very interesting story of vishwamitra muni vishwamitra muni to cut the long story short from raja he became rishi then he became raja rishi then he became maharishi then he became brahma rishi so in this entire transformation he took several iteration and multiple times mistakes when he was a raja he was a successful king where did this thought of becoming raja to rishi when he came to vasishta's hermitage he saw vasishta fed the entire army of the king gave sumptuous feast so the king got super excited that how did you manage to feed all of us whilst you are a, a muni so vasishta said i have a surabi cow and i managed to you know with their help feed you all so the raja wanted surabi cow vasishta shrugged at him and said that you cannot have she will not come to any worldly person that's when the ego of the king got hurt he chose to become rishi performed severe austerity severe tapasya and one day when trishangu came he got uh, a challenge because trishangu came crying saying that he was rejected by indra i am not going to go to the details of them so for trishangu vishwamitra relinquished gave utilized all the accumulated pious results to create a you know abode so that trishangu can be very you know uh, uh, royally maintained uh, but in the process he lost all the uh, punya or all the credits that he has accumulated so then once again he had to do this so if i fast forward when finally he realized that he made a mistake he got angry he got agitated he got into the you know he got swayed by the moods he chose to perform a long tapasya it is said for thousands of years vishwamitra did not hear any 
sound associated with the women for thousands of years huh? and one fine day because of whatever arrangement indra's arrangement or anybody's arrangement finally he heard the ankle bell sound of that one great apsara and um, shakuntala uh, shakuntala is this daughter's name i forgot the you know uh, so he he heard the sound of the ankle bell sound and immediately his meditation got disturbed and he eventually got attracted to that you know uh, apsara and eventually married eventually begot a you know daughter and once again lost all the five brothers so like this in his entire life he did several times mistake so the point i want to drive home here is as a fourth reflection that in our journey to krishna consciousness bhaktivinoda thakur gopala bhatta goswami and all the acharyas have spoken educated about how does a krishna conscious person handle you know sexuality how does the krishna conscious person um, try to um, uh, regulate his sexuality and that's where samskaras play a significant role janmana jayate sudra samskara iti vipra brahmana so a, a person is classified as a brahmana kshatriya vaishya because all these three three you know varnas have their own associated samskaras if a person does not go through any samskara then he will not be able to regulate his senses and he will only produce varna shankara unwanted population if you see here even agnitara in spite of performing very severe austerity in spite of performing you know uh, tapasya he still got attracted captivated drawn towards purva chitti and to an extent he got so much you know uh, engrossed he couldn't differentiate or he thought uh, of purva chitti to be a boy and purva chitti to be uh, you know some sort of uh, uh, seducting uh, with uh, you know uh, seductress so he saw her breast he saw her waist he saw i mean he he finally lost his balance he kind of started blabbering he kind of started you know getting uh, flirty he kind of uh, uh, going after her of course eventually he is getting ch- you know children from her he got nine sons from her so and he got to live with her for quite a long time after which she went once again went back to um uh one went back to uh, heavenly planets so the story goes like so you all will read them in the future the point i want to say is in spite of austerity in spite of tapasya in spite of regulation the nature of the sexuality is uh, very um you know um very captivating it can make you feel imbalanced what to speak of somebody who is not regulated not governed by some principles then all we will do is live like an animal just go after every possible opportunity for sense gratification hence shla prabhupad shrimad bhagavatam when they are explaining about kama they are warning about the nature of kama they are also telling about the importance of kama it is like knife is good at the same time it is supposed to be handled carefully so in our spiritual journey in our journey of being a righteous person this purushartha of kama is good so long as it is you know supported 
by another component and eventually it is directed towards pleasing the supreme lord so with that uh, i would like to end my uh, discussion here and if there are any questions or comments i'll be happy to respond before that i just want to summarize the four reflections the first one being um, the holistically looking at uh, the whole purushartha rather than individually looking at kama as one of the component which many many people say that it is officially allowed in fact there are spiritual organizations who try to drive home spirituality using sexuality i do not want to specifically point out anyone but uh, there are very very famous gurus famous followers famous ashrams where nudity as well as uh, you know sexuality as well as uh, sensuality and the excitement derived out of this you know happens to be the you know uh, their sadhana for getting uh, you know enlightenment so that's not how shastra is asking us to look at so first is holistically look at the picture of purushartha second is the second reflection we discussed about senses to intelligence intelligence to senses we discussed how we are not supposed to utilize our intelligence for sensuality rather we should utilize our senses to engage our sense mind and resources for uh, you know becoming intelligent engage the senses to serve the supreme lord's senses the third reflection we spoke about is about uh, how in the process of being uh, of a person who is apparently uh, doing sacrifice or compromise i may compromise my comfort of uh, bodily life for money for money i compromise money for sensuality sexuality and i will eventually compromise all of them for uh, my power and position so such sort of uh, you know apparent tapasya compromise or so called penance does not take us anywhere whilst we may think that i am working hard so i am eligible for some sort of a sense gratification so nowhere that authorization is given prabhupad very strongly said grahastashram is not for quenching your sexual thirst grahastashram is an ashram where sexuality is allowed sexual attractions are allowed but not a license for you to do that so i want to drive home very clearly that we may apparently sound that i am doing lot of work lot of sacrifice lot of compromise in my life so i should be allowed for some you know so called enjoyment shastra is condemning that and the last reflection is wherein uh, we discussed about the importance of samskara how the power of sexuality power of sensuality is very intense unless otherwise a samskara is not governing we may uh, fizzle out so thank you so much it was a Uh, very uh, you know uh, i i wouldn't say difficult it is a very uh, funny you know shloka for that matter this is funny not just uh, because it is talking about some you know in a bodily description of a woman but it is about how do you use this context to learn some lessons so i tried my you know best to uh, share my reflections and i'm sure there are other intelligent devotees are in the group so you can add your comments ask your questions or correct me where i am wrong grandraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupada ki jai nitai gaura premanande hari hari bol hare krishna
my humble obeisances thank you for wonderful and nectarian class today morning uh, i really don't have any question but i just uh, thought of sharing my uh, realization it was really nice to hear you and uh, the way you uh, started the class it uh, you know brought me closer to our guru maharaj thank you maharaj uh, thank you prabhu ji hari krishna all glory to prabhu prabhu thank you Any other questions or comments? Hari Krishna Prabhu ji, Madanat Pranam to you, Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, uh, coming on today, for giving class, because uh, uh, you explained it in such a nice way, you know. And if there was any newcomer, they would have said, why does Bhagavatam have all this? So one question comes to me, like one of my American friend was asking me, that lot of uh, uh, the Hindu temples in India, no? They have like pictures of... Uh, Mataji's ladies, and uh, you know they show like uh, uh, like it was mentioned how he was saying you know like ladies should have whatever breast or whatever they would they show very um, I don't know getting the word uh, voluptuous you know look in which there's a thin waist and all that and all these things are de- uh, are depicted outside the temple lot of uh, I would say Hindu temples or the temples all over India. So, what is the reason that in old times they did this kind of a scripture? What was the main idea to do that? Is it how do we understand from Bhagavatam? Super, fantastic question. I'll tell you. Many times people think, or somewhere or other, this is because of the so-called uh, modern ideologies. People they think temple is meant for sentiments. actually temple is a place of education now we are first of all nowadays people don't even believe in temples but if you really know how the vedic civilization had been vedic civilization had been a god centered civilization god centered civilization meaning civilization is backed by everything dharma artha kama moksha bhakti all the five things are centered around that particular aspect so temple was that it is explained that temple dharma people go to temple for performing some religious you know duties artha using the temple or around the temple or with associated with the temple or in sort of you know uh, some association the economic development was appreciated in fact i was giving another class how temple was treated as a treasury by different kings how temple has been treated as a source of uh, existence for several family members because temple today it is just a temple but when prabhupad started shila prabhupad said that we all come live in the temple and the temple will maintain you which means temple will feed you temple will fund you temple will take care of you and the whole economics are worked around that so temple is also artha and temple also has got kama what is kama the sexual education that today we want youtube and uh, you know several other uh, channels or you know school lectures and uh, several sessions with people it was not required typically how a sexual education happen a mother teaches the teaches the daughter father teaches the son 
and sometimes by exploration the kids uh, you know adults they learn and nature also has got its own arrangement what used to happen was when in the vedic civilization when the father or the member of the house then they used to go for a long time off for trade or war or anything a single mother because of being single she may not be able to handle all the functions so the, what they used to do they used to take the children make them circumambulate the temple around by looking at the various depiction on the wall they used to get educated you don't need to have a you know pornography movie to see how things are done they are depicted and at appropriate age a necessary you know uh, connect is been brought in and this is kama is which is part of a purushartha which temple promoted otherwise you know sometimes people think that it's so obscene people are uh, depicted nakedly but the reason it is all done is temple was not just a sentimental place it is a place of education and it is not only the pictures are there there are other pictures also there how to take care of parents how to take care of environment how to take care of poor people how to take care of several things are depicted so those kings or those rajas rishis whoever has constructed the temple they were very thoughtful what i want to communicate people will come go around and learn moksha naturally when somebody wants to get salvation want to really retire from their uh, materialistic life temple is a place of shelter they can stay there and bhakti wonderful art culture there is a every temple if you go to you know south indian places or even uh, jagannath puri or any other places there are you know cultural halls where you can perform dance music art different forms of exchanges dialogues so temple had always been a educational that is why it's called vidyalayam alayam means temple vidya means education vidyalaya place of learning if you come to india several schools name is called vidyalaya now vidyalaya means it is alayam perspective all this depiction on the walls in the temple are not just uh, you know something uh, um, some some crazy guys have you know done to uh, you know um embarrasses it is actually an education unfortunately people watch those obscene things and come and question us there are some very very useful education also there apart from the obscene pictures or voluptuous pictures you can also get to see uh, you know how somebody is taking care of the old old uh, old people how to bring up a child everything is depicted i mean make sense mother ji Uh, yes, Prabhuji. Thank you so much. And Prabhuji, like often, uh, Shri Prabhupada uh, would mention about this point, like you know, uh, do your Krishna consciousness, otherwise you know you will be uh, wine and woman. You know, they always link. Your wine is feeble. Somebody else have to be, uh, you know, muting themselves. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, like wine and woman, Prabhupada mentioned many times, right? Wine and woman. Right. Why does Prabhupada mention that? wow so the to 
ಮಟೀರಿಯಲಿಸ್ಟಿಕ್ ಪ್ಲೇನ್ like the inverted banyan tree example that i gave from 13th chapter of bhagavad gita here there is also prakriti and some of us starts to assume as as purushas in the sense the reason why we are in this material world is because we want to become purusha controller enjoyer and that is why each and every one of us are here so each and every one of us considers us as a enjoyer and rest everyone else has enjoyed and there is always this dynamics going on and in that arrangement the structure nature and the personification of a woman is in general considered as a source of attraction because of her tenderness shyness shape form character qualities she is a prakriti by design and when anyone wants to enjoy they want to enjoy the enjoyable so from that perspective the usage of wine and women is used but at the same time it is also for the case of women it is wine and men it is not that that is why tarunastavat taruni shaktaha one sex is attracted to opposite sex and nowadays we cannot even say that one sex is attracted to the same sex also that the point is from from my eyes like the way i see everything in connection with money i see them as only dollars similarly when i see everything as the source of enjoyment i see everything as mine wine and women is a general usage because in the modern times after vedic era unscrupulous men exploited women especially this usage of wine and women is coming from muslims and english periods invasion in you know the countries in several countries even america was invaded by english and several people so basically the one of the ways they used to you know enjoy their royalty was to exploit women and to enjoy wine but technically speaking it is now in the current 2021 context it is wine and women and wine and men also so prabhupada was just going by the general usage not targeting as one particular you know sex or sexuality i would limited to that much there are many more details to this we can churn or at least this is good enough to explain uh, why wine and women is that that doesn't make sense pandit ji yes prabhu ji thank you so much once again hari krishna 
Hare Krishna. Any other questions or comments? Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Yes, Madhuji, Hare Krishna. Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Prabhuji, very enlightening class. Wonderful. Uh, you were um, quoting from uh, Adi Shankaracharya that in childhood uh, we are attracted to play. Then when we become uh, we come to youth, uh, the Taruni is attracted in Taruna, and then in old age, uh, we are worried about, you know, because we have so many bodily ailments. Um, so, can you repeat that one more time? It was very beautiful to hear. Balastavat Krida Shaktaha, Tarunastavat Taruni Shaktaha, Vridhastava Chinta Shaktaha Parame Brahme Kahopi Shaktaha Balastava Kira Shaktaha means childhood days I am playing with toys and just only yeah. playing. And if you ask him to study or do something useful, say, Hey, Baba, I am a kid, so let me play, enjoy. Tarunastava Taruni Shaktaha A boy gets attracted to girl, girl gets attracted to boy. Argument is this is the time for us to do this, let us do it. Old age, I have my own reasons to suffer, you know, lament. So now Shankaracharya is saying, Parame Brahme, Kahobi Shaktaha. At what age then you will become you know, spiritual? At what age you will be thinking about Krishna? Every age you have some reason. As we say in a normal language, when I am young, I am energetic, I have time, but no money. When I am an adult, I have money and energy but no time. When I am old, I have time and money but no energy. So there should be some time you have to pick it up and move forward. No other opportune moment. We cannot you know, wait for the waves in the ocean to stop for us to go and take bath in the ocean. If you desire to take bath in the ocean, if that's the right thing to do, just do it. Does that make sense, Mataji? Yes, yes, Prabhuji, very nice. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Any other thoughts, comments, feedback? Okay, so we will end here. It was a one interesting uh, um, purport that we did dealt today. I'm sure the other speakers are going to you know, churn more. There are more verses. Of course, uh, other bodily features of uh, Urva Chittis are further described. And um, uh, thankfully, the tough one is over. The rest is about her eyes and nose and hands and legs, which is easy to describe than her, you know, private parts. So, uh, thanks to all of you for engaging me in this service. Looking forward to serve you all in the future. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. All the devotees who joined today on the Everyday Channel.
की जाए हरि बोल हरे कृष्णा